This week, we feature the movie Invitation to Hell by Wes Craven. And hot off the heels of Hot Ape Summer, Chuck, we needed to get back to it. We need to get back to our roots. We're talking Mm -hmm. boobs, tons Mm -hmm. of blood, gushing, uh, power tools. We're talking Uh, about graphic on-screen. Sorry, I picked a... um... An, an early 80s TV movie this week, so there's not really any of that stuff in it. Chuck, but um, there's got to be, you know, like on-screen murder. No. But we're talking about, like, <laughs> the most depraved that humanity has to offer. No loving families, no... We're just talking about the worst kinds of people behind the, the camera, right? Doing the worst kinds of things to each other, right? No, actually, this is a pretty... You know, it's probably one of the most wholesome movies we've ever watched on this show. And it's about, you know, doing good things with your life and not being uh, swept up in the pressures of society to step on other people and things like that. Well, Bat and Spider, are we back? baby hot ape summer rest in peace uh maybe we'll see it uh sometime in the future when i get my uh tv show box set in the mail chuck i just got something off the the uh yeah hot off the 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 thing right off the facsimile machine yeah the numbers are in oh my okay. god okay hot ape summer was a hit, Chuck. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Huge hit. People c- couldn't stop talking about it. People everywhere. Everyone's in mourning that it's over. It's amazing what, what a community can do, beh- you know, to organize and circle around and, and, and help each other and boost each other in, mm-hmm. a, in a way that Hot Ape Summer really did for this podcast oh yeah yeah everyone really rallied around hot ape summer and and we we really appreciate that it's amazing it's an amazing time uh so boy with that you know we're back on track we're back to watching um stuff that doesn't involve um apes not (laughs) killing apes but you know, to say that we don't come across something completely depraved and graphic and it involves maybe apes killing apes. Well, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. But it's mutually exclusive to Hot Ape Summer. But with that, Chuck, how's your week been? Um, It's been, it's been okay. I'm bracing. We're, we're getting a heat wave in the next few days. So I'm, I'm constantly thinking about how much I'm about to sweat? Um, mm-hmm. How 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 long I'm gonna have to run that window AC unit to keep the wolves at bay? But um, other than that, it's been okay. Uh, I didn't. I have not been watching a lot of movies. Uh, I don't know what's happening. I think I just uh, I just hit a patch. Where I'm not. I'm not watching like I used to. It's probably because it's summertime. Um. Yeah. But but I did watch one movie. I, wa- I did watch a movie. Whoa, okay. You're saving this show because yeah, you, you think I watched a movie? 
Oh, dear God. Okay. We're saving the show. I'll stretch this like taffy. (laughs) I watched a movie that I love. Love, love, love. It was a rewatch. I watched River's Edge from 1986. I can comfortably say, oh boy, Keanu. I mean, yeah. I mean, Crispin Glover, Keanu Reeves, Ione Skye, Dennis Hopper, Joshua John Miller. He play, he's the, the little kid in this who you would recognize. He's from Halloween 3 and Near Dark. Um, he's in a lot of movies that, as a little kid that you would probably, you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. It's one of the great teenage movies as far as I'm concerned. Um, Talk to me. And as I think Justin Liberty said in his review, on uh, the good old letterbox. It's sort of the anti John Hughes movie Mm. where it's, it's all centered around this group of friends. One of them, the movie opens with her murdered, uh, laying at the, the bank of a river and her boyfriend was the one who did it. And it's never a mystery. And he's just walking around telling everyone he did it, all his friends. And it's about, his friend group friend like all his like their various reactions like most of them don't believe it so it's like they have to like keep parading people out to see the body (laughs) um which has you know that that i love that whole aspect like it's very stand by me you know the idea of like kids knowing about a dead body and like you know taking people to see it and like talking about it in school like oh my god there's a dead body um which is a very like i don't know if you could that could happen nowadays without alerting the authorities like right away. And, but it's like, it's about that, but it's also, it's a very, it's almost nihilistic movie. Um, and it sort of examines like their, their sort of lack of shock. Like some of them are more shocked than others that their friend is dead, but it's, you know, it's, it's very much, uh, examining that point in the eighties where everyone, you know, everyone's constantly saying that the world's probably going to blow up in any minute because of a, the uh, Cold War. Mm-hmm. So, like, these kids are all just, like, they're just bad. They're just fucking. They're doing drugs. They're just, you know, they're insane. <laughs> and it, it's really beautiful to see uh, on film. And especially, I mean, the most shocking person is is the little kid, uh played by Joshua John Miller, who plays Keanu Reeves' little brother. And he's just like out of control through the whole movie. And you think like this kid is like going to end up killing somebody by the end of this movie. Cause he's just like unhinged. Um, oh but, yeah. Yeah. But there's just like, you know, I mean, it sounds nihilistic, but there's also like really sweet moments in it and like really loving things and like, you know, teenagers getting close and it's, it, it's, it's, there's no real, like, I've been, like, searching for more movies like this because I love it so much. Like, I want yeah. more of whatever this genre is, but it's really hard to find something that kind of matches what this movie did, uh, which I think just makes it even more special. But it's it's high on my list. I love this damn movie. It, it's it's a special one. Damn, um, dude. Yeah. So, what exactly, what, what propelled you to watch river's edge randomly this week uh i've just been i think because i i'm always like writing about teenagers in my stories and Mm. i think i wanted to revisit it for that um for that reason because it's 
but it, it feels like one of those movies that's so special like i'm afraid to watch it over and over again so i like i really yeah. savor it and i kind of always put it off um i've been working up to watching it for like months like I, every night wow. i'm like oh i want to watch it but then i just don't end, it never ends up happening and then but finally i was like all right fucking watching this <laughs> sit down little me time watch this damn movie and love it damn chuck well thank you for that that's excellent yeah oh i mean we, and we, jesus chris chris mcglover i mean i mean everyone knows he's <laughs> his performances yeah. are always uh unchained from reality but his, him in the he's just like like if this is the only movie he ever did you'd just be like yeah he's is a legend wow. <laughs> i think somebody's review on letterbox was like uh they called his style of acting in this how did he not get fired for this <laughs> oh my god because he's just like it's you know it's christmas he's just insane he's like acting like nobody else in the movie <laughs> um wow. but he plays a very pivotal role actually it's it's a very unique character he plays that like his motivations i don't think are very I don't, you don't see them a lot in uh done mm. in movies i don't know i don't know amazing dale what about you what are you doing what, what are you up to how was your week Working in the mind, so just you know, lifestyle. Life is uh, just need to find some readjustment. Need to uh, find some a center, center. You know, back in that, back in work. Kids are back in school. Something neither of us have done for the past 16, 18 months. So you know, the evenings are different. Things are things are just different. Yeah. And uh, I, I did, in fact, watch a movie uh, with my wife the other night. Not really super bat and spider material, but I watched the Jungle Cruise. Oh, that's the new, um, the latest Disney based on a ride movie, right? Disney based on a ride, Seven Bucks Productions. <laughs> that's the Rook, right? <laughs> that's yes, <laughs> right. He would, uh, he would throw his tequila in your face to hear <laughs> you call him that, Chuck. Just FYI, God, I would pay up to seven figures if I could call him the rook to his face. I and would, you know, I, I wouldn't probably just say that much. He would just, he would probably take it in stride and just would, tell you. Yeah. You know, he'd try and say something charming, but I'm immune to his charm. So it would just hit flat with, with me. Right. Just you awkwardly just, walk away. You would just stare at him. Like he just told you Everclear was his favorite band. <laughs> you know, just like that. You know, just that's just like that. Just like that. <laughs> Tail, how but, was Jungle Cruise? You know, it, it was, um, you know, if it's a little bit of spoiler of about the movie, it is. But it, out of the five movies a year that The Rock is in, I don't particularly think any of them are love stories per se. But the at the end of this movie, presumably, he um, he kisses a woman. Like they're going to be together now, and it's uh -huh. probably the most jarring thing <laughs> to see on screen, just because well, The Rock is so, uh, you know, like asexual. He is, isn't he? Yeah. It's, it's, thank you. Now that you're saying it, it's like, yeah, I I never picture him in like in a romantic role, and I'm trying to think. Right. I mean, when he really has met been. both men yeah. and women, you know, when they talk about The Rock, you know, John and Jane Q audience, they're like, 
falling back and cracking their necks at the at the messes they make when they talk about the rock but all of that to say that he's never been particularly you know charismatic enough to play a love interest in and and he doesn't right he just always mm-hmm. plays this like asexual yeah kind of character right he's never interested in it's too much time that. at the gym to have yeah love, he's love he interest. loves his tequila he loves his money you know and jesus dwayne johnson if you're listening to this i'm sorry i'll be your friend i'll the be rook. your best friend i'll do anything <laughs> dwayne the rook johnson and emily Bl- how's emily blunt emily blunt is wonderful in this movie she's good i like her but dale you know what this leads into the biggest news of the week is that we're getting a a haunted mansion muppet special i'm guessing it's going to come out in october for halloween but i am I mean, I like the Muppets. I just like them. Yeah. And holy crap. It's terrible to think. And I don't, I don't know. I don't have these apprehensions about many other IPs, but I'm, it's terrible to think. I'm always nervous that the thing that with the Muppets that comes out next is the last thing that the Muppets are going to be in. And it scares me. Yeah. I mean, ever since Disney bought them, I've been, uh, been kind of upset about the whole situation because <laughs> I liked that they were able to be independent for so long and do their own thing mm-hmm. that when they, when all that stuff was sold to them, I was like, oh man, it just, it's, I don't know. Cause now it's like part of, you know, the big thing that is Disney and it's not as special anymore, but, but whatever, this is what it's like living here. This is what it's like being alive, Dale. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> Chuck, you, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, I don't know how to follow that up with anything. Check out this Jungle Jungle Cruise review by Allure on Letterboxd. Finally, a movie with The Rock in the jungle. I'm guessing that's a joke because he's always in the jungle in his movies. That got yeah. 1,010 likes on Letterboxd. Jesus, what do we gotta do? I don't know. I don't know what we got to do, Dale. <laughs> we got to up our numbers on Letterboxd. We're scraping along here. That's a one-sentence review. He got a thousand likes. You know how many one-sentence reviews I've done? Joke reviews? And I just Better. I I just sit in bed uh, uh, wishing, just thinking about deleting it because I, I feel like, oh, that's not funny or, oh, God, right. I, just sound, I just sound like an a-hole who just wanted to, to get a pithy Twitter joke out instead of actually taking the time to write some real thoughts about a movie. <sighs> and you're sinking t- you're sinking resources, mental energy into it. So probably much. probably shaking the bed with your belly laughter, laughing at your own thing, which is yeah. the best, but still <laughs> you don't know how other people are going to take it. And you are I mean you're not getting 100 1010 likes. How do I compete with a, a line about uh, the rock being in the jungle? How do you come up with uh, something that funny? Bat and Spider's reason for being the the vile, the <laughs> awful, the depraved movies that we sink our teeth into. God, I mean, with a title like this, you know. invitation to hell. Also, spoiler title a little bit. They should have picked a more unassuming title. Total. You know what? It went halfway through the movie. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. It's an invitation to hell. 
or well halfway through the movie you're like wait this is hell um i've been in it the whole time <laughs> dale this is 1984's invitation to hell directed by everyone's favorite um master of horror west west craven <laughs> west craven <laughs> that's like, that's like a, a tim and eric <laughs> character yeah Just west craven pronouncing the name wrong every time Jessica Jones is a smoking hot babe who runs a country club, as well as a secret portal to hell within its bowels. She loves working out, looking fabulous, and collecting souls of upper-class white people and replacing them with demonic copies. But Robert Urich comes to town, and he just couldn't play along. He had to be a hero. This is Invitation to Hell, Dale. Welcome. Now, I was I was about to get right into it, you know, yeah, but yeah. I don't know if we need, I don't know where we're taking this episode, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised that the, the roles of the man and wife were sort of um, against my expectations where the husband actually had the reservations about joining the club. Yeah. Yeah. And the wife was just like, can we please be the richers? <laughs> can we please be the richers? Basically. And, yeah. You know, I was very surprised by that. She's not the one that had the apprehensions about what the F is going on here. She's very, you know. That's a good point. Yeah. I feel like, Yeah. These types of movies, it's always the 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 wife who's always like the the apprehensive one, being protective of her family, being the mama the mama bear, right, right. Um, so but no, and the, I mean, I mean, Robert Urich, he's playing a, uh, you know, I would you, I wouldn't call him like a Steve Jobs, but I couldn't help but think about like this whole movie set in Silicon Valley in the early 80s which is like you know the hotbed dale this was uh the macintosh probably wasn't even out when they were filming this this Uh, is this is micro digitech okay micro (laughs) love that name i wanted i i was in love with all the silicon valley stuff i wanted so was i yeah and the name micro digitech just swept me off my feet there was probably some time magazine article about silicon valley and the producer of this movie was like, we got to set a movie here. This is, everyone's talking about this Silicon Valley. Yeah, yes, I could see that. All the, I could uh, see that happening. All the brains in the country are moving there. These right. new businesses. That's, that's where the money is. You know what money means? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Power. Evil. Power. <laughs> country hell. clubs. Hell. Country clubs being the real hell. Temptations. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, companies run by Kevin McCarthy. (laughs) God, he was born for that role. (laughs) He was born to what? Be to be evil, evil executive. Uh, totally micro digitech. You know, it's funny because micro digitech was not the devil's playground. The micro digitech had nothing to do with it. No, Robert (laughs) Urich could have worked at Circle K. (laughs) Totally. Well, Except that he needed that suit. Right. That's it just so happens. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> Thank up God. above. 
that they were developing a, a the a spacesuit for NASA. Right. That survives Venus temperatures. Venus. They were going to shoot a man to Venus. Do they know that that's not a good idea? I don't know if you know anything about Venus, but well, they wanted walking it around there. They wanted that suit ready in three years so they could sh- they could take off. Ready for Venus weather. Do you think he would just be getting to Venus like now in real time if they actually <laughs> shot him to Venus? God, I know. I wish, oh man, if, they, if only they knew like hmm. even in 2021, yeah, putting a man on Venus is just not happening. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know. Nobody wants to do it. He gets hired at this company, and it turns out his old roommate from college is working at this company, and they reignite their friendship, and everybody's talking about joining the club. The club! Which, which is Steaming Springs, which is a terrible <laughs> club name. Terrible name. It What is that? It just conjures up, I don't know what it conjures up, but it's not a, a club no. for rich people to me yeah it's exactly right i bet you west craven had a huge problem with the name of this club <laughs> i can i can only pray god can you imagine making this and nightmare on elm street back to back yeah yeah right Pretty amazing. i mean well i i'm i'm curious how it did because okay let's remove ourselves from the fact that we want it you know we didn't want but we're used to bat and spider levels of sure. movies. This is a made for TV horror movie. Yeah. How do you think it did? How do you, well, on that level, 1984. Oh, I mean, of all honesty, I'm having fun sort of like making fun of this movie, but all in all, I had a fun time with this movie. It's, it's, it's long and boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it definitely has that, pa- it has a pacing issue where like this could have been 45 minutes long. Like this actual story, and it would have been much more palatable going down. Um, but it feels like they're definitely a lot of these TV movies. It just you know because they got those commercial breaks they got to hit. It just feels yeah. like not episodic, but it just feels like stretching. When you watch it all at once, it's like right. There's just something. It just feels like they're just taking forever to get to the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you watch one, it. If you watch it in your 20 minute increments, there's like, you know, little arcs in those 20 yeah, minutes. And that's yeah. true. Yeah. And you got the commercial breaks. You watch the stupid yes. car commercials, whatever. It's a different experience. But when you're watching it all through, it's, it's a little rough. Uh, but I enjoyed it because it's all, and also that this one, it's, it's all about, oh, there's a secret hot room in the basement of Steaming Springs. We don't know what it is. We're just going to tease you for, an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. And they, and it right. just, it, it goes on. <laughs> the teasing goes on too long. Uh, cause it's just like, it's, it, you know, it's all this movie's about is just this fucking members only club. And we got to get Robert Yurick and we just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to rope his family and right. They're going to yes. get sucked in so easy. <laughs> Susan Lucci's going to give a, a tour of the whole place in her bathing suit. Still, nothing for our Eric. He won't be swayed, even by Susan Lucci. And it's just, I mean, not even Susan Lucci in the in the slicked back hair. Oh my god! Yeah, you want to talk about production 
publicity stills for this movie. Uh, if I'm you send that I'm those publicity right stills now. to me, I'm I'm buying five by seven frames from Michaels.com. <laughs> So I could have frame Susan Lucci and slick back wet hair. <laughs> there were two stars in this movie, in my opinion. Susan Lucci. One. And every outfit she's wearing, okay? The other, Robert Urich's butt. His butt Whoa. was something else. I don't know if you noticed it, but he he had a nice round, you yeah. know, this is like a, this is a healthy 1980s man butt. Right. I feel like you don't see that nowadays on the screen. A man with a nice A. Yeah. But Robert Eric had it. Man, I did not notice, but I might yeah. go back. Oh, oh, it's there. Yeah. It was doing squats. More like, more like Robert Eric. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree, Chuck. I had... I had fun with this movie. It's, you know, it's a made-for-TV movie, and it's it's exactly that. Now... It it suffers, like you said, from being too long and the tease of we know what's we know the door is something evil. We know yeah. Susan Lucci is evil. And we know that for for an hour and fifteen minutes, people just need this family to join the club, <laughs> but there's nothing in the there's we don't see one second of the club yeah. that makes us be like, well, I mean, maybe he should join the club. <laughs> There's literally not. They walk through the gym floor of a YMCA. <laughs> like, show me something from the firm. Show me something from Devil's Advocate. Even in a made-for-TV setting, show me the allure. Show me uh, yeah. something taboo that joining this club would, you know, grant closest, me my desires. Yeah, the closest we get to that is Susan Lucci um, hinting. That all of Robert Eric's uh, desires. Again, right. th- I think they were limited by this. The audience they <laughs> this was for. You know, they, this is like you know, school kids stand up with their parents to watch the the TV movie of the week. You know, and and it's I mean it's what was Susan Lucci? All my children. I mean, yeah, it is literally so, yeah. like peeps like daytime television following Susan Lucci into an awesome <laughs> nighttime yeah. of fun. So yeah. it's it's. Uh, Middle-aged, mostly women, probably, but people mm. who just die-hard Susan Lucci fans getting her, getting to see her in something, yeah, that's not not you know a different role per se. But this like this is this carries itself like it's a long supernatural soap opera episode, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got the it's got the whole like Stepford Wives thing where it's like, oh, there's just something. Everyone's obsessed with this club in this community. It's this whole why you know? It's just the mm-hmm. slow unrolling. Uh, why is everyone so white and boring in this town? But they're all they all want to. <laughs> they're all obsessed with this club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like I mean, we should also say like like the pitch for the club is like it's also like. I mean, it's it's obviously the writer of this was, he had an axe to grind with, like, maybe he worked for a big corporation and he saw this firsthand, just, you know, the, uh-huh. the nepotism and the people stepping on each other to get promoted and, yes. and how it's all tied in socially with the country club that everyone's, you know, involved with and you got to play the game if you want to get respect and move up. Or mm-hmm. else you're just a chump who's going to get stepped on, and and for that I also like 
that's another reason I love this because I was like, I fe- it really felt like there was like someone <laughs> writing this who was just like, yeah, I fucking hated being a part of that world and I want to take it down a pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I appreciated it for that. Yeah. Also, there's just something, there's a cozy blanket. I love watching these TV, made for TV movies. There's a, co- there's a cozy blanket aspect to it for me for some reason. Yeah, I gotta say, me too. I mean, I, I was ready to start, I was ready to just solely focus on made for TV movies for Bat and Spider because <laughs> totally. I, I was having so much fun with seeing what they could and could get, a, could and could yeah. not get away with and tell a story that's engaging for network TV audience, prime time, 8 p.m., you know. Yeah, and I, I was actually looking at the uh, production company of this. I think they're called like Moonlight Pictures, and I I just happened to watch one of their other productions that was like made wow. before or after this called, I think it's called Baby Sister, starring Phoebe Cates. You know, if you're, if you're into this made-for-TV movie from this time period, you know, then this is all that company did. There's tons of them. It's like from the 70s into the 80s, all nice. TV movies. So I'm like, I'm going to watch more of these, I think. Yeah. Um, I loved the family. Like it's total like typical 80s, like nuclear family, you know, uh, husband, wife, son and daughter. Soleil Moonfly is super cute. Uh, the kid, what's his name? Barrett. Who, Barrett uh, Oliver. Barrett Oliver from fucking Neverending Story. I know. He got I was like, he, holy crap. Yeah. He's great. He got, he totally got the shaft in this though. Cause they had that whole plot line where he was really good at that handheld video game. And I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, he's going to be able to, he's going to be shooting lasers at the end of this, right? But, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, right. Nothing. Saving his family. Little did we yeah. know that his whole family is just like, all right, we're joining the club. Let's turn into devils, <laughs> you know, and then that's it. Yeah, they were weak. I mean, how long did it take for Robert Yurick to to just leave his family? Uh, just thinking about how weak they were to give in to Satan. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys just gave in as soon as you could. No he, fight he, at all. Yeah, he, he was done with them. <laughs> he was so sick of their, uh, their. Yeah. Like, I'm going to save you from Satan and use my love to get you out of this hell. But after that, I, I think I need to find something else to do. <laughs> yeah, like, what if this happens again? What if yeah. I get another job at, yeah, what if this uh, you know? Again? You think this is the only club in Silicon Valley? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. And Susan Lucci, like, I call her Satan, but they never... That's the other thing I find fascinating about this is how secular the right word like it's a movie about literal hell but there is not one word yeah not one religious word uttered like nothing no and i know th- i th- i kind of feel like they were trying to stick with the uh the silicon valley deal where this is all this is all technical this is all yeah. science this is all logic so what does that look like if we depict hell you know yeah devoid of any religion and this is, he- I mean, this is so such a textbook version of hell. It's, it's like nobody would even <laughs> yeah. dare try to film this version of hell because it's so lame. It's just a hot pit that you fall down into. Yeah. And it's 8,000 degrees or whatever. So luckily, thank God, 
Robert Urich's working on this Venus spacesuit that can withstand these temperatures because that's what and that's what he's doing. He's descending into hell, but he can stand the heat because he has where where anybody else working in that company that didn't have access to yeah. that didn't have access to this suit and had to save their family. As soon as they open the door, their flesh is like melting off their bones, and that's the last you heard of yeah. them. Yeah. But yeah. thank God, this guy. Thank God. But Dale, the whole all the the process that Robert Eric went through to to open that door and to take the, the temperature of the room and then realize, oh god, that's too hot. I can't go in there. Uh yeah, to, yeah right. To, all the labor it took for him to get the suit and then line up perfectly with the Halloween party so he could just saunter oh, yeah. in there cuz everyone's in Halloween costumes, including that one guy dressed as a Nazi officer. Uh, made for TV movie like holy shit man everyone's just okay with this (laughs) like (laughs) yeah like like I guess he was supposed to be an evil person in this movie but he doesn't like the worst thing he does is like get mad in the backseat of the car right like I don't know (laughs) yeah right yes exactly yeah and you just every everybody drinking around him is just like oh great costume yeah Yeah, it's just they're just like making fun of weird they're making fun of uh yeah concentration camps with their drinking totally he's gonna run for office in 30 yeah. years and <laughs> that picture is gonna come out yeah i mean there was a lot of like familiar faces in this movie i gotta say yeah. there's a ton of them the uh oh the the vet the, oh yeah the vet was in uh seinfeld yeah and he was um what that else did i know him from He's the, it's the old man at the airport in Home Alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where I always remember. Yeah. He's awesome. But who are you saying? The, did you say the security guard? Oh, the security guard was like the fat, bald guy. He was like, he gets turned into the pig man in either Swamp Thing or Return to Swamp Thing. <laughs> really? Movie. Like, I was like, whoa, man, I would have never expected to see him again, ever. <laughs> oh, and it, uh, there was a sibling scene that almost made me tear up. When, when uh, Jimmy the neighborhood bullies over and smashes uh, Bear Oliver's game, um, because he mm. lost, like they did some, you know, little kid, like oh, I bet you I could beat you. He loses. He smashes it to bits. A little f head r- r- runs out of the house, but then Salil Moon Fry comes in. What are you looking at? Nothing. Wanna go get a cookie? And then how about when the when Robert Urich comes home and he realizes his family's been replaced and like Salil Moonfry puts on her Satan voice. <laughs> She's like, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> You're not my daughter. Tell me where my daughter is. Then I am your daughter. No, you're not. She's down there through those springs, isn't she? Good pussy is, but now you've just got bad pussy. Bad, bad, bad. And then he just starts manhandling yeah. her. I know, and then he like literally like <laughs> picks her up and flings her into the coat closet. <laughs> yeah. This is great. I was like, yes, that's how you handle kids. Yeah. Evil kids. They can't then, overpower you. Then his evil son walks out and he has to he has to get the key out of his pocket and unlock the, the closet <laughs> door know. and then throw him in. <laughs> The entire struggle. So good. 
Oh, and his wife. Did you see? She plays uh, the snake girl in Blade Runner. Yeah, the she, replicant. The, yeah, yeah, who like runs through that glass in the street with the cool see-through uh, raincoat. Mm-hmm. I would not have recognized her one bit. Oh, Dale, and this the soundtrack. I loved, like especially like the opening theme and the the credit song. I thought were really oh, good. Yeah, I the like, the opening and closing themes yeah. were great. Did the way everybody just busted this family's balls for having old <laughs> furniture? Oh, I know. Like, it offended me. Yeah, I was like, it, everything looks fine. It yeah, looks like, like an '80s, like a house from the '80s, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, the furniture! Yeah, it looks like a frat house in here. Your furniture's so old. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the the audacity! I know. And then, uh, and then his like supposed friend roommate, his old roommate, like implies he's like, "Oh, you finally got a job where you'd not have to be so poor, and you don't, you're not disgracing your family." <laughs> like, he basically says, "Finally, you can afford yeah. something." Yeah. It's like you, dude, you don't know, you don't know where he's been. <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everybody sucked. I also like. I love Robert Urich. Like he. Yeah, I I forgot. I I remember he died. Um young but i looked it up he died in like 2003 or four and he was only 55 i know i was like man that sucks i didn't realize uh how young he was and he was yeah. in so many things yeah i think like spencer for hire was probably his biggest thing i mean we have every comic book movie that we could ever want now but could you imagine in, in a late 80s TV series, primetime show of Daredevil that's more focused on the lawyering than the superheroing with Robert Yurick playing Matt Murdock. Like, I, for some reason, I couldn't stop thinking about him Yo. playing mm. a blind lawyer. And, you know, sometimes he gets in the red suit at night and jumps out the window. Man. I feel like Robert Yurick could have pulled that off. Yeah. Wow. Brilliant casting. Yeah. Thanks. This movie starts off with a bang. And it is very, it's compared to the rest of the thing. It, I could not help but think someone was like, we got to juice this movie up. <laughs> yeah. We got to, we got to make Susan Lucci a little bit more scary. So they, <laughs> this opening is like this valet or this, uh, 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 limo driver driving to the, he's just going through like the parking lot of the, this of steaming springs and he basically runs over Susan Lucci, but she somehow dodges. I don't know if she goes under it, but she just like, <laughs> she like Dracula's and stands up behind the car. <laughs> and the driver looks at her in his rear view. He's like, oh my God, I, I just ran her over. And then she just fries him with her hand. And he just, he like sizzles and smokes. Where was he her power and... in the rest of the movie? I <laughs> yeah, ask you. Yeah, that's right. Right. His, she was too busy, like, using her power to get people to sign papers to join the club. That's all her <laughs> yeah. power was used for after that. <laughs> because you're right. I mean, that first scene was just, like, shocker because they showed, it was, like, a quarter of a second, but they showed his, like, melted body behind yeah. the wheel of the car. And totally. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and then and that was completely it after that. Yeah, that was so odd. It, it, it felt like something they were like, ah, oh, we got to make her scarier or something or punch this up a bit. 
Yeah. Because uh, she's like, at the end, like, all she does is follow, like, when Robert Urich gets on the spacesuit and goes into hell, she's just, like, behind him, badgering him, just trying to, like, convince him, <laughs> which I guess plays into the whole, like, oh, it she's representing Satan and all she can do is, like, tempt you, you know, with, you know, with sex and money and stuff. She can't, like, actually make you do anything. Yeah, I guess, but she also melted a man. She melted a man. Yeah. I did love the effects though when so like he goes into hell and then he looks down this super uh deep pit and he's like, "Oh, that's that's my neighborhood in Silicon Valley." I guess it's like a mirror copy. So he just jumps down there and lands in the grass. He's fine. But they like shoot it in like this weird color inversion <laughs> like <laughs> that's like kind of hard yeah. to watch. Um, it is. And then he goes in the house and sees his fan, like his wife is playing the piano, but she's stuck in a beam of evil blue light and can't leave <laughs> until he, he takes the suit off and hugs her and, mm. and frees her with his love. And he, <laughs> when, he, when he frees his whole family, Susan Lucci just like explodes into nothing. That's yeah. the, uh, that's how it ends. <laughs> the pitch, the pitch meeting for the end of this movie. Can we tighten it up somehow? No, he just saves him with love. <laughs> he just, he strips the science from his body and right. just shows love to his family. That's all. That's right. what it, that's, that's the ending. And I'm not budging from this. That's what we are here at NBC. <laughs> you strip everything away and we're family. We're love. You understand? Oh, mama. There's too much yeah, of that but, real world. After after this movie goes off and the news comes on, there's too much of the real world. We need love. We need, bottom line, yeah. we need love. Strip everything away, and it's a nuclear totally. family and the, their love for each other, mm-hmm. saving the day. Mm-hmm. I'm Leslie Moonves, and this is my pitch for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, something I... Looking back at the movie, I realized, I think... Matt Winslow, Robert Urich, kills a man. He kills that security guard by electrocuting him. I guess I don't know if he died, but the implication Implication is, is yeah, he did murder somebody, yeah. He murdered somebody. Right. <laughs> Which so is even not, if his Even if his body is trapped his, in hell. Yeah, yeah you'd, right. you'd think that would negate his, his love for his family when it came time to... Right. ...to show what it's like to... Unless he him. just killed the evil demon doppelganger true you know, yeah he's just i guess everyone up there is an evil demon that's true yeah never mind well dale that that was fun i i liked it it's you know it's i'm not gonna go recommend it everyone to watch but if you like yeah. a warm cozy blanket of these weird tv movies yeah can't hurt Com- it's fun. completely agree yeah do we have any listener feedback i'm pulling that up right now chuck and i can tell you Beautiful. If you want to send your listener feedback, you know the drill. Batandspiderpod at gmail.com. Send us a letter, send us a voicemail, send us voice memos. But when you're going to uh, send us a voicemail to the official Bat and Spider hotline, 315-544-0966. Was that right? You got it. I don't know. Was that right? It was right, Chuck. I'm in, baby. Oh, you got it. I'll tell you what, though. You got a country club tour? Run by Susan Lucci. I'll be the first to sign up. Yeah, really. You can't deny. 
You can't deny your your gut instinct. The Looch. Her power is great. Mm-hmm. We got one email this week, Chuck, and that is from our dear, dear friend, TJ Hamilton. Mm. Subject line, Cursed Summer. Mm. Doesn't sound like it's gone so well for him. <laughs> Just to finish up Ape Summer with a memory of Old Man Tim... Ape movies, ape movies were ever present on TV when I was a kid, and playing Planet of the Apes in grade school was constant. I usually ate cereal for breakfast, but one morning my mom didn't go to work and she made eggs and toast. I arrived at school with an overly full stomach, but immediately had to run around the schoolyard to escape being put in ape prison by the other kids. I ran around so hard that when the bell rang, I went to my desk and immediately puked in front of the cute girl who only a year <laughs> earlier wanted to fake marry me at recess. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Tim. God. Uh, you hate to see it. God. You puked right in front of her. <sighs> she probably wow. hated you. Wow. I mean, once you see someone puke, it changes. Changes the way you look at them. Yeah. No. She man. was judging you. God dang. I'm you're not sorry, crying dude. because you threw up. You're crying because you ruined your chances with <laughs> her. The one that got away, you know? That was a cursed summer. Total cursed. Sorry, Tim. Golly. You know what? I'm so broken up over that that I'm not even going to read anymore. <laughs> My emails this week. Good. No, I apologize. That's the only one we got this week, so... <laughs> I did. This is not an official email, but I got a text from my uh, my older brother Zach, who uh, called out that he was thankful for Cursed Ape Summer because uh, oh. he's right now he's got a, an hour long commute each way, uh, and he's been listening to us uh, for those commutes, and is very thankful oh, cool. to have that. And that made me made me smile. So thanks, shout Luke. out to to Zach. Yeah, thanks for the kind words, Zach. That's amazing. Thank you for listening and. Uh, cheering us on yeah it's very nice are you picking a movie is that what you're doing over there oh, god, god was, damn it I was i'm sitting here forget. i was like oh he's fiddling with the sound things he's trying to he's picking a movie i was just trying to think of a way to end the show <laughs> without you noticing are you kidding me this is my they live for this part of the week <clears throat> Go on Discogs, look for more Vangelis tapes. That's what I'm going to do. Wait, is Vangelis just one guy? Yeah. What? I thought it was like a band. It's him. Oh my God. He actually, um, I think when Rick Wakeman left Yes, they interviewed, John Anderson interviewed Vangelis to be... Mm -hmm. the next like keyboardist or something yeah and uh i think vangelis like um like backhandedly or like made fun of like the guitar or something like what's real music anyway or something like that so john anderson talked about it on alec baldwin's podcast oh my god i gotta find clips of that yeah am i gonna write the vangelis biopic script sell to oh hollywood <laughs> yes just just that one anecdote you told me i'm like building up a mythology of who he was like i don't I have no idea <laughs> oh, dude. all right i got i have our movie chuck oh my oh uh all right all right 
I'm prepared. I'm ready. Be prepared. Okay, so it's... Here we are. Um, 1973. Available on Shutter, Tubi. Uh, you can rent it. You can buy it. 1973. Sergio Martino's Torso. Ooh. I'm a torso virgin. It saturates the screen with terror. A masked serial killer with psychosexual issues strangles female co-eds with scarves before dismembering them. I like yeah. the word psychosexual. Yeah. Whenever that's involved in a movie, count me yeah. in. Tractor beam sucks me right in. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Woo. I'm excited, yeah. Dale. I don't I don't really know. I, Sergio Martino, did we watch he did uh, all the colors in the dark. So this is going to be our second Sergio Martino movie on the show. Yeah. I'm 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 hip. I'm hip to there's, it. There's so many. He's got a ton of movies that god, maybe man, man, we just owe ourselves, you know? God, look at this movie. Zucchero Mere e Peperoncini, Sugar Honey and Pepper. It's Edwick Finnick surrounded oh. by She's basically nude, surrounded by bees, like they're cartoon bees, but their heads are Italian men <laughs> buzzing around her. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. Lino Banfi stars as a bee. Watch list. Watch listed. I'm watch listing too, Chuck. Same time. <laughs> is Edwig in Torso? Oh, no, I don't think she is. No, okay. But she is in another one that I almost picked because it was out of the two. Yeah. So maybe we'll save that one for next time. Oh, Dale. I mean, great pick. I mean, way to, after my little uh, stumble of a TV (laughs) movie pick, you're just getting us into the, the giallo. Yeah. Going for it. God. 1973. Oh, let's do this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. In the meantime, I'm going to be looking for my next pick to be something after the year 1989 because <laughs> Slim's dig about Bat and Spider now, doing a movie. what was that? Is that true? I don't, I don't, probably. That we he only knows watch us. movies before 1989. He, That's he, not you true. know what? He knows us because he's able to reveal that truth and throw it in our, you know, and make it visible to us and, and make it look and make it look like it's a bad thing, but and maybe, even and any and even though it's not true, he he can still it's probably just true. throw that out there. Yeah, and now that's all everyone everyone who witnessed that that's all they yeah. think about now. It's about fact us. now to yeah. a, to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's fact. He knows how to play the game. It's sick. Can't wait up. Can't wait to force ourselves to force us to watch something uh, <laughs> it, within the past twenty years, thirty years, because he had to say <laughs> something, and I I have to pick it out of spite. God, we're gonna. I'm gonna end up picking uh, those Netflix Fear Street movies next. Yeah, this means I'm gonna have to wait a couple weeks weeks to spit uh, to pick Spaghetti a Mezzanotte <laughs> from Sergio Martino. Wait, what's that one? I want to see that. Did you say spaghetti? Spaghetti at midnight. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Man, what is this dirty? What are these Barbara dirty Boucher. movies? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like all these guys directed like sex comedies too. Yeah. 
Oh, man. My God, I've already watched four movies with Barbara Boucher in them. <laughs> God, do I, am I? Are you in the, the, the oh yeah, don't torture duckling and gangs of New I, York. Yeah. Am I imprinted with this Barbara Boucher and I'm just now figuring that out? Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are a lot of movies out there. And if they stop making movies today, we could do this podcast forever. Like we could go to the grave not watching everything. Yeah, you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I've crunched. Oh, hold on. Crunch those numbers. Yeah. Just got in over our. Reading oh, this wow. off he of just our fax machine. It. Yeah, he just teared it. It's like those old t- tiny ones with like the toilet paper paper. Our like intern tear. had uh, just crunched the numbers, and he does say you're you're probably right. Oh, if we stop the podcast now, we probably uh, would not have covered all the movies. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks back there. I can't wait to get to 1981 Spaghetti at Midnight. Yeah. I really can't. Uh, okay, that's it, Chuck. Until next time, go to batandspider.com to join our Discord, which is free and fun. You can buy t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out to uh, friend Corey, who is wearing his t-shirt in Las Vegas for multiple days in a row, I think. I think that's the the obligation that he signed when... I Yeah, I mean, our Las Vegas numbers definitely had a bump uh, yeah. from when Corey was there, so thank Shout you, Shout out to the Vegas street team of Corey. <laughs> Giovannona Longthigh. That's the... <laughs> That's the name of the movie I just put on my effing watch list. You better believe. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a long night. A long Italian night. Good night, everybody. We love you. We do love you. Good night. We'll see you next time for Tours. Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Mm.